Welcome back. This is another episode of the Blockbuster Hall of Fame. I was going to come up with something clever, but I have nothing clever to say. Um, we're watching Without Remorse today. This is... I don't know. if It's like Creed to the Rocky movies, but it's not a Rocky movie. But this is in the Jack Ryan universe, right? Um, the Tom Clancy-verse, I guess. Yorton, you're the expert when it comes to Tom Clancy here. Or maybe I'll, I'll say you're the... Uh, you're the you're a lover, not an expert, because we don't want to put those <laughs> expectations on you. Um, how'd you like this movie? Uh, <laughs> I think strong me, start. It's, <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was just sort of like a generic action movie. It's the best way I would put it. Like nothing really was horrendous or bad about it, but nothing made me go, "Oh wow, that was really cool" or "really interesting," and I. I think that was the big issue I had with it. There was nothing that I thought, oh, cool. <laughs> and that's probably my big takeaway from it. I feel like you almost could have sl- slapped anybody in that as that name on the character. Uh, yeah, okay. I, now I want to get into it real quick. But first, Jared, how'd you feel about it? Um, so I'm kind of with Jordan. It kind of felt like a generic action movie. Um, but like, I want to say this a hundred percent college Jared would have loved this movie <laughs> because it felt so much like playing a call of duty game. Yeah. And I was super into call of duty, obviously our first few years at Sam. And so like watching this movie, like I got the yearning to like play again. And I was just like, it, oh my gosh, this is so cool. But then I thought, I was like, wait a minute. I'm sitting on the couch at the age of 32. I'm a full grown adult. And I was like, never mind. I kind of don't want to play Call of Duty because I don't want to get yelled at and call like bad names and racially slurred. So I'm good. Get, get, <laughs> I want to go off on what. Uh, with something with, with you on that. This almost feels like they took the basic premise of the modern warfare, first modern warfare movie or video game, and let, let's make this into a movie and slap Tam, Tom Clancy on it. So when you yeah, said I, that, I was like, yes, I felt like this was pretty and much. I mean, like, I, it, just, it just felt great. So I pulled up a movie that I saw in 2008, Body of Lies with Russell Crowe. Uh, and Leonardo, and Leonardo DiCaprio. I loved that movie when I first watched it because it had a bunch of guns I could identify from Call of Duty. I was like, oh, that's that gun. That's that gun. That's that? that gun. It's called Body, Body of Lies, Lies okay. by Ridley Scott. I haven't seen that one here. And it was just really cool when I first watched it because I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a super Call of Duty movie. And then when I went back and rewatched it, I'm like, this is your standard action movie, but I was more upset with that movie because it had Ridley Scott as the director and obviously Russell Crowe and Leo DiCaprio. I was like, well, that was a waste. (laughs) Uh But no, when I watched this movie, I got like the same feeling. Like my first thought was like, holy shit, I know this. This feels really cool. This feels really good. And then, like I said, I realized where I was and I was like, no, I think I'm good. It's uh, I'm with you guys that it does feel very generic generic but there's a lot of good stuff about it um but the reason i was like why does this feel like just some run-of-the-mill action movie and it's because it has these overused plot devices right the 
revenge for your numbers the action movie yeah it's got the revenge for your family's death you know he's basically black punisher slash john wick um and then it's also got the stuff like you know we'll get you out of prison if you do this job for us that whole plot line as well and it's just kind of like these these tropes we've seen all thrown together and it's like all right we've seen this before many many times i will say though like some of these action scenes were shot incredibly well and where we watched a movie a called actually Jack Ryan um, starring Chris Pine. And that was a very generic movie. I feel like this is better than that movie though. Oh no, no, I agree with you. I feel like this is much better because as generic as both movies were, this movie actually like, I mean, we always talk about like pacing and like tempo of the movie. Yeah. This movie had a much better pace, much better tempo. It kept you engaged the entire way through. It didn't waste any scenes. And the crazy thing about it, they're both were telling origin stories, Yeah, but it felt like origin story was much more cohesive and not like, Oh, this guy's a super badass. And it's like, I mean, you don't have to tell us you can show us. Yeah. Well, they did. But I felt like Jack us. Ryan with uh, Chris Pine did so much of telling us how good he was instead of just like showing us outside of driving a motorcycle <laughs> on the side of a wall. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, it <laughs> did so much of like trying to tell us how good this guy was instead of this movie just showed Michael B. Jordan holding a guy up against the wall with one hand and almost choking him out, like to death, suffocating him. Mm-hmm. So, like, show us that he's a badass. Don't tell us. I'm with you. Yorton, you got any thoughts before we move on? Because we're going to talk, no. I guess, more in depth here in a little bit. Yeah, but. that's what I figure. We'll talk more in depth, but I don't have anything to add on to what Jared was saying there. I feel like Michael B. Jordan did a good job this 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 time. Like He's always good, but I feel like he needs... First of all, he needs to make a sports movie. Um, second of all, he I guess he does with Creed. Never mind, I take that back. Um, <laughs> but I feel like he's trying to find his role. It didn't work with fantastic four and maybe this is it. You know, he's trying to, I mean, find... I'm not going to blame him for Tim fantastic. No, four. no, I'm That's not. not it. it just didn't work <laughs> out. Um, I'm just, it's like, you know, he's trying to find his captain America role or his Iron Man role, you know, and maybe this is it. I mean, I, I do I see mean, okay. a lot of potential here. I want to say he found that like, because like, obviously Killmonger is still like one of the most like, iconic roles of the mcu so far and people still talk about it obviously he was such a big role they made a what if episode just about him yeah so yeah no i think he did a home run job in that role maybe um, franchise is what i'm talking about he's trying to find his franchise where he's the star oh yeah i agree with you yeah maybe like yeah i mean creed they got one more creed he's doing a good job he has creed never mind i'm an idiot i just go back to creed well, That's the answer. Well, no, I mean, they're only doing three. They're only doing three. But then... They uh, say that. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about Michael B. Jordan here. First time I saw Michael B. Jordan, I was watching Friday Night Lights. And he was fantastic on that show. He was... The coach got a new job at the rival high school. And he's the black quarterback who, you know, on the wrong side of town. Pretty, Pretty typical storytelling, but... He's just a really great character um, and became one of my favorite characters of that show. And then I didn't even know he was in The Wire until way later on, you know. But this dude's been in a lot of good stuff, and he's always good in everything. Jared, 
I guess, like, just talk about Michael B. Jordan. Where did you run into him? Um, what's your favorite role of his? All that good stuff. So when he got cast in Fantastic Four, um, they were like, oh, no, he comes from this movie, Fruitville Station. So I went back and watched Fruitville Station, and I was like, holy shit, what a good movie. Yeah. Holy shit, what a good actor. Oh, my God, this guy's going to get it. But then I realized he was also in Hardball, also in Red Tails, also in The Wire, also in Friday Night Lights. I was like, oh, shit, this guy was in everything. Chronicle. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was like, hey, man, like Chronicle. I wish it would have been better. He shouldn't have died in Chronicle. Yeah. He should have been the main character. Um, honestly, he was, he was one of the, he, that's where I first saw him. And I was like, was oh, I really like this guy. He, yeah. I mean, eat a dick, David D. Hain. You're not that good of an actor. Um, <laughs> no, he's the worst guy to come out of that movie. <laughs> oh, gosh. And then he got cast as fucking, you know, like, in the Spider-Man. I oh, dude, I hate him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's another topic. Yeah, I got, a whole, I got a whole comment about him, but it's all right. Keep going. <laughs> no, but when I realized he got cast in Fantastic Four, I went back and watched Fruitvale Station. And like I said, I realized, I was like, holy shit, he's been in a lot. Then obviously the name is Creed. He was awesome as Creed, Black Panther. We just talked about that. Just Mercy was great. Um, oh yeah, that I'm gonna say you guys may not have seen Space Jam: A New Legacy, but he literally had the. It was the worst movie. Oh, I ever. saw it. <laughs> I he saw had it. the best bit in that movie. He was Michael Don't Jordan. Worry, guys, I brought him back. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> That was a pretty good cycle. I was like, they really brought Michael Jordan back. Oh, no, it was so good. Um, but, no, dude, hey, this man can just do anything and I'll watch. I'm I'm on board. I don't I don't care what anybody else says. Yeah, you always know. He may not, and he, for the most part, he's batting, his batting average is pretty good for the projects he picks. So, Yorton, you saw him in Chronicle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I really liked him on it. In it and everything, and so that's why I was actually excited when they first talked about the Fantastic Four because yeah. they had the same director and everything from Chronicle and him in it. But we all know how that movie ended. <laughs> you know, and people hate on Chronicle, but that was a good movie. And who hates on Chronicle? we were hyped. We were hyped for Fantastic Four or for Fan Fantastic Four, whatever the spelling of that name was, but uh. Yeah, you're right. That was a disappointment. That was bad. Um, what's your favorite role of his, Yorton? Oh, I, I will definitely say it, it's Killmonger, man. I He made that him. Like, he made that character fully fleshed and just made such an evil guy so sympathetic. And I'm like, how do you do that? Make it... Where this guy is definitely just screw loose evil, but you're at the same time you're like I understand, and but you're crazy. <laughs> just yeah. a great combo of the two. I mean, like this is how good he was slash evil slash convincing. They made an entire Reddit after him called Killmonger was right. <laughs> like he's just like like Jordan said, it's just like. You think you're like, huh, he's sympathetic. But then the very next hour, you're like, wait a minute. No, 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 you evil. 
You're like, he has some good points. And then you really think about what he's trying to do. And you're like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> it's how it. Yeah, so it's, yeah, you understand why, but how he's doing it is the problem. It's it's that Larry David gif with him just saying, yeah, then no, no, no. He's just Larry David. <laughs> yeah. Like, shaking his head, yes. Then he thinks about it. And like, shaking his head, no. That's, that's Killmonger. <laughs> and not to take anything away from him, but that was just a well written role, too, man. Like he he got delivered some great dialogue too. Like I don't even want to like attempt at quoting that line in Black Panther where he's like the slaves jumped off the ship or something. But that was just a, like a gut wrenching line. I was like, what? Shit. No, but I mean, like it takes somebody with like bravado to deli- deliver yeah. that line the way he delivered it. Though he also so has the coolest hair. That, to be honest with you, that he, was, like are- everything in that role was like set up for him. But like a lesser actor could like that could have flopped. Like you need somebody. That could have sounded like, so cheesy. Yeah, you that, need. That somebody was one that. of those lines. If you don't deliver it just right, it's going to sound cheesy. If I was black, I'd I'd have that hairstyle. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> that is the coolest yeah, hairstyle. Dude, I fucking I hate long hair. So no, I've I've been there. I was like, I don't. That's my next question. I don't question. want to do long hair again. Jordan has never seen you with the fro. Remember your your college days? You would you were, oh, you got rid of it, but because yeah, I guess you didn't want yeah, to be as a pro guy. So but you had a huge pro. How did you two spend so much time together in college? But we never, <laughs> Jared and I never hung out. No, I don't no, understand. I didn't know you existed until we started this podcast. Say what? I said I didn't know you existed until we started this podcast. I, I that just blows my mind. <laughs> Say man, I'm like how. It's like he's living a double life and doesn't want us to know about. <laughs> no, Yorton, you remember Caroline? I don't want to say your last name. Um, she she was ran cross country at our high school, and she went to Sam, and she ended up dating a mutual friend of Jared and his buddy and me, and eventually we realized that friend was a weirdo psychopath and so but me jared and philip were like hey we're cool i like you guys you guys are pretty cool and like we weren't yeah, ever like no. real close but we always like kept in touch on twitter or something and then realized like yeah okay cool i like jared let's have no, let's that's, the, on the podcast. that's exactly how it was i want to say we were all three were at one of his one of his mini parties either in his apartment and it was always all dudes and he was like guys it's so much fun we're gonna listen to death metal and it's like <laughs> Hey, bro, like, you wonder why we have no other women here? Is because you keep jamming death metal until the cops are called. Um, Didn't you have a friend so, who did? Uh, <laughs> Never mind. We'll yeah. get into this later. <laughs> uh, so, no, it was so funny. And then, like, um, Ray, Phil, and I were just, like, looking at each other and we're like, well, you know, you guys want to hang out? <laughs> um, because we're kind of done here. <laughs> um, we're so enough. sidetracked right now. Um, my favorite role is probably a tie between Creed and his role in Friday Night Lights. Um, I do think his best role is Killmonger though. I mean, it's just the best written, best, just the best opportunity. He just, he just slayed it, man. Um, what else? What do I got here? Um, okay. So we're all pretty meh on the movie, right? Like we enjoyed it. It's nothing fantastic. I think it's definitely better than Jack Ryan, that that Chris Pine movie that we kind of liked as well. There's more to it here. Do you guys want to see more of this? Yorton, you're the guy I need to go to for this. Would you want to see more of this? 
<clears throat> I I would, but maybe if they get a different director and just change it up a bit, because I do like because I like Michael G. Jordan. I'm excited that he would be playing Clark, and so I would like to go go and see more of this. It's just I feel like they need to do almost like a soft reboot or something with it. Well, the plan is that the sequel is a Rainbow Six sequel. I don't know how you feel yeah. about that. Well, the only thing is, is I, I feel like he needs to have a little bit more time as Clark before he starts Rainbow Six, and have himself established as the like the one of the main C, go-to CIA guys before he starts Rainbow Six. That's my only thought about it. Other than that, mm-hmm. it should be interesting. Jared, do you want to see more of this? Um, yeah, actually, I just want to see. Um like a better director, better writing, because as we talked about, I felt like this movie like designed itself to not fail by picking all of the well-grown, like well-rounded or well-traveled like tropes. Mm-hmm. So they did everything like extremely safe for this movie. Like, hey, this movie is going to be the definition of the average. When you look up average in the dictionary, you will see without remorse. Um so I felt like that's the route that they went, but like again, like you have Michael B. Jordan, you have Jody Turner Smith, who we haven't even talked about. Guy Pierce was in here as well. Like mm-hmm. you have three really good actors, and it's just like I felt like you could have did more with it. And obviously, Guy Pierce won't won't be in the sequel. Um, <laughs> no, he don't. <laughs> uh, but you still have like Jody Turner Smith, who's just now like new on the scene. She's a really great actress. Yeah, she was good. Um, Michael B. Jordan, obviously, we talked about him. So it's just like, you, you, yeah, you have the actors already in your bag. Like, kind of just write a better movie. Like, make a better movie and, like, see how it turns out. Like, so, yeah, I mean, I'm ready for a sequel. But if the sequel is more of this or, like, the same exact, like, average movie, then I'm, I mean, I'm fine. Like, cool, I'll watch the sequel, but then I'm done. You know, but, you know like, what? You know what? I was thinking about this as you were talking about it. You made good points. Like, John Wick was a very overused plot device, right? He's like, he's retired from his job, but he's brought back because... But they had... I will say, yes, it's an overused plot device, but the thing is, what made it stood out was the action shooting. Okay, that's what I was going to say. It had a style of its own, and it it had the music... It had the action, the way John Wick did stuff, like just the. It had a whole vibe yeah, had, to it, man. It was its they own had the thing. whole gun food thing that made people go, "Oh wow, that's cool." It was. Its, it but was, there's nothing in here that that stands out. That that's sort of the issue. There. Yeah, that was my point. It's and like so, John like Wick said, did I'm something gonna... new with an old and... thing, and this just kind of try to do the old thing the same way over i guess i don't know like i said i'll give this one more go especially with the sequel i'll give it one more go because at least this movie didn't just outright suck so i was like okay i'll give you one more try i'll give you one more try and so (laughs) it's in a amazon prime movie so yeah i will have no yeah so that's what i'm saying like it was also like a quarantine movie as well so like i'm a little bit like okay you guys made half of this movie during quarantine it was free on Amazon Prime. Like, I'll give you guys another shot. This is a fun movie, though. It's a fun time. Like, the action scenes are pretty good. We're being pretty hard on it. But I just want to reiterate, like, I had fun watching it. I wasn't, like, blown away, though. I think that's what we're getting at. We weren't blown away. But it was definitely a fun time. 
Oh, no. Like, so I, I got to say that. I agree with you, Ray. And I feel like we're giving this movie a harder time than we gave Jack Ryan. And we like yeah. we all three <laughs> like this movie better than we like Jack Ryan. So, again, let's double down on that. This movie is much better than Jack Ryan. When I was thinking about, do I want to see more of this? The answer is yes, but I, I don't want another movie. I want I want like, like a six-episode Amazon Prime show. And then... The Jack Ryan movies have had a hard time getting their foot planted in Hollywood and building a franchise. They've been rebooted multiple times. They're trying to be the American James Bond. You can't copy James Bond. Build a universe. That's what I'm saying here, right? You got now. You got you got um, John Clark, right? So get him going, and then have a crossover season or something. Do something cool like that. You know, I think it would be. I would I would watch the shit out of that because that Jack Ryan TV show is amazing. So if you can cross the two together, like if you could if you tell me that this movie is set in that universe, like of course I'm going to watch the next one, absolutely, with just the hopes that that what's his name is Jack Ryan shows up. So Jim from the Office. That's how I would do it. Yorton, who's your favorite Clark? Who's my favorite Clark? So who do we have? We have... Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go just because... Um, guy who used to play Sabretooth. Uh, what's his name? I Leo, think that was my Leo favorite Shriver. Clark. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed him. I, I felt like he had the... He had the um, charm, but also, like, the lethalness. He's like... Because mm-hmm. I always feel like Clark should be a guy who is very intimidated, and he's not doing much when he's talking to someone but still be like oh that's a nice guy like a cool guy and everything but i think he mixed that just right it helps when the actor looks like he's killed someone before (laughs) (laughs) i feel like leave shriver may have killed a few people before um i think he's my favorite too but who do we have we have him we have michael b jordan and we have what's the crazy dude um what's his name he played uh from Spider-Man. The Goblin. Goblin. Jared, help us out. Oh. What's his Which name? Guy? He played a hop, guy the who Goblin. Played the gob- Goblin in the original Spider-Man movie. Oh. Will- Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, yes. 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 Yeah. Who's your Who's favorite? The other? I mean, it's Willem Dafoe. He's out of all of <laughs> Okay. I mean, I mean uh, they're all Michael B. Well. Jordan, actually, but Willem Dafoe is number two. I think it's not like there's a bad a bad pick in that in that group. Um, so I do want to say the well, I mean, the action scenes are very well directed. Um, I really didn't know where the movie was going for them for like most of the time. Like I, I couldn't. I was like, man, this one guy seems really evil, but they're really selling it to you that he's evil. So there's, is he really evil? Like are they trying to like trick me here? And it turns out he wasn't. Um, and it was guy guy Pierce the whole time. Um, and I guess the reason was he just wants to help the economy by helping America go back to war. <laughs> Is that ultimately what it was? Yeah, so the, the the biggest issue I have with the whole reveal scene is that I feel like as good as an actor Guy Pierce is, he kind of like undersold that scene. He was like, well, you didn't like say you were. Um, well, he delivered a line, and then Guy Pierce like retorted the line right back to him, and kind of just like fell flat. And it's just like, 
wait, is this the big reveal? It's like, <laughs> Guy Pierce, you're be- you're you're much better than this. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't given a lot to work with though. So it's like um sorry for the all one wrestling fans that listen to this, which is Ray when he re-listens to the episode. Um, there's a thing in wrestling where it's called like no selling. So when you hit somebody and they don't like move their face like you hit them, um, I felt like Guy Pierce no sold that. Scene. Well, that's a good that's a good reference there. <coughs> um, the whole time he was called John Kelly. Yorton is that his actual name? Yeah, in the that's books. Yeah, that's his actual name in the book. Okay. Um, is he in the books? I, I haven't read that book, but I just got the synapse from it. I remembered because it was back in uh, the time pl- places, like back in Vietnam, yeah. and he gets back, and his wife or his girlfriend gets murdered, and he, basically the, he was going after more like drug dealers and stuff, and in, in the book. But yeah, uh, then uh, he they set it up where they make John Kelly like dead, and then he becomes John Clark. You know what I think, Jordan? I think John Clark's a code name. Really? No. That's how stupid your theory on James Bond is. All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> Karen Greer was it is a, a code name, y'all. <laughs> Karen Greer I mean, is a nice is- nod to a Greer from the novels and the movies and the TV show. Apparently, it's like his niece. Um, and it was played by awesome. what's her name? Pop up popped over it. Jody Turner Smith. Yep. And as Jared said, she's really kind of new. And I thought she was pretty good. I liked her a lot. Yeah, she's really good in the movie Queen and Slim with uh, Dino Kalua, who is also in um, Black Panther as well. So I recommend that uh, you watch Queen and Slim. It's a very good movie. And Jody Turner Smith, it was like one of her, it's like her breakout role. So she's really good in it. Do you know who she's married to? Yes, she is married to Josh Jackson. Pacey. Who is, Pacey from who Dawson's Creek. Sorry. Yeah, Joshua Jackson. Literally, I am one of zero. Actually, Ray, I'm going to say this is one of your. You love this movie as well. Are you ready? I'm so ready. I'm calling it Ray. The Skulls. I've never seen it. No, I'm sorry. I love this movie so much. The skulls. It's, I'm looking it up. Damn it! I was oh, hoping to be with you on that one, man. It's so stupid. Oh, it looks like a movie. I've seen this poster a million times. Um, that I did not know they were married. That's crazy. I will say, man, she's a very attractive woman, and. I do like the the short haircut she has. I don't know what it is. I just like the confidence that she that she has when she wears that short hair. Just throwing that out there. Um, but she was really good. I thought she's basically going to be serving the same role as Greer does to Jack Ryan. Am I wrong there, Jordan? Mm, no, because Greer more acts as like a father figure for Jack, and she she's just more like. A more senior senior friend, I would say. Her role. So in the books, I'm trying to think. What's his name? Um, God damn it! When I need names, I'm, uh, when I'm on the podcast, I can't think of any names. Um, <laughs> who played the Greer? It wasn't he. I don't think he played Greer, but he played the same role in the Jack Ryan movie. 
What's his name? He's Superman's dad. God damn it. <laughs> Robin Hood. Come on, man. Help me out. Yeah. Ruffle Crow? No. no. What the hell? The... <laughs> I can't believe. I can't believe. You Kevin, what's his name? Kevin, Kevin Costner. Kevin You're talking Costner. about Kevin Costner. <laughs> you you laughed and there was my, my brain go, but I was like, yes, Kevin Costner. Did he play Greer? Oh, he Superman's dad. You said yeah, he played Superman's dad. <laughs> He did say Superman's dad. He it did on uh, Man of Steel. This man is real dad. Oh, so that's why you said what's his name? That's funny. Okay, um, I just now got that <laughs> because you, when you said Russell Crowe, he also played Robin Hood. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> so saying. I was like, yes. no, wrong Robin Hood. Um, <laughs> Kevin Costner did not play Greer, right? No, he didn't play Greer. He basically did, but just without the name. Um, okay, I was gonna say. Then I like. No, I was gonna say something, but I guess it doesn't work. All right, let's just let's talk about our favorite scenes here. I thought the opening, the Syria opening, was pretty good. When you realize pretty quickly, like, oh shit, this mission is not what it's supposed to be. Um, not a lot to talk about there, but I would, I, I will say every movie we've watched with the House Evasion has been one hundred percent successful. We've enjoyed the movie, this movie including. Um, and it's not the only Jack Ryan esque movie to have that because it happened in one of the. The Harrison Ford movies too. Um, one of my Patriot favorite games, huh? Patriot Games is the one that was in yes. the Home Invasion. That's right. Um, this is not going to win my favorite scene, but I just want to talk about how I like when in these type of movies that has like a one man killing machine like this, um, these characters have secret spots where they store their weapons. <laughs> And I just like that, like, you could tell they searched for it and they couldn't find it. And he just goes to the water heater, I think it is. And he has this whole bag of just ammunition and weapons. I loved it. My favorite scene was not the gunfight in Russia, you know, right after the target blew himself up. But it was the airplane going down and then him getting the payload, whatever he needs to get. And I was like legit. I caught myself leaning forward, holding my breath. Like I was him. Like I was like, you better breathe, bro. You're gonna, you're gonna die. You gotta breathe. Like I was. It was just a really well directed scene. I loved it a lot. The plane's like turning upside down at points, and he's just like, it's just like Inception esque almost at times. I thought it was really good. Yorton, what's your favorite scene, buddy? You know, I'm going to go with the same, the airplane, just because that was so unique and different, and that's probably something that will stand up. At, in my head when uh, I think back on this movie. Yeah, I, I'm with like, you. That's the one scene that stands out for sure. Jared? Uh, I got two. So I'll mention my honorable mention, which is um, when he's covering their escape um, by throwing those grenades, blowing up those um, the cars, and then running down and trying to cover his team's escape by like shooting at them. Like, so I, I really enjoy that scene. That's the scene that really made me like, holy shit, this is like a call of duty game. <laughs> it's so awesome. Um, but obviously the number one is the plane crash. So. I thought the sniper scene was good too. I forgot to throw that on there, but I guess that's probably the gunfight, but yeah, the plane crash is the best. Um, there's not a lot of good lines. I will say the worst line or the line that needs more improvement was at the end when she gives him, his new name like you didn't need to verbalize it i'm john clark now or whatever it's like no man you could have just looked at your like show the passport and the audience gets it like it was a little over the top am i wrong jared 
Oh no, I uh, I agree with you. Um, but also, that does bring up another point that I did not mention earlier. That this movie, um, obviously, actually, I did kind of talk about it earlier. It the exposition is not there in this movie, which is very good. They do a lot of um, just hey, I'm going to show you instead of I'm going to hold your hand through this whole process. Uh-huh. This movie really didn't do that. I liked it. Yeah. You're right. The best part of this movie was that mixed with the pace, which you brought up earlier. Like this movie moved, and I was never bored. I was thinking, like, well, I've seen this before. I've seen this before, but oh, that's a really cool scene. You know, like I was entertained. Give me some popcorn, and I'm not like walking out the theater upset. I thought it was pretty. Yeah. Um, and so, like I said, it introduced us to some new characters um, that we didn't really know in this manner, and it just didn't like. Fucking just, hey, let me um spell this out for you. Let me show my work. And I was like, I don't need you to do that. I'm not an idiot. This is a paint-by-numbers action movie. You don't have to do anything else. We get it. He's angry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Jordan, I think, Jared, I think we all agree Michael B. Jordan's MVP. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I think we all agree Jody Turner-Smith is the sixth man. Any, any other nominees? Yep. She's Greer. Jordan? I don't know. It, like, for me, her she just did a fine job, but nothing stand out. Yeah, I guess that's right. what's hard for me, right? For for the sixth man, it's this... Well, did, did anything wow Maui with any of this, the cast there? Jamie Bell, who plays the guy who you think is probably the bad guy for a while, but he's not. He was... Maybe it's just his face, but he did a good job. He looks like someone you don't trust, but he did a good job, I thought, too. That was the other one I was thinking about maybe going with, just because he did a good job of like making you think he's the bad guy, but then when you realize he's not, you're like, oh, okay. I I get why he is the way he is, because he's secret squirrel type person. I guess I gave Jody... I'm going to call her Jody like we know each other. I gave Jody the sixth man... Because I'm, I'm I'm excited to see her more. I'm, I want to see what she does in the sequel. Yeah, you know. I, I think like I feel like with her because she's mostly done television. I feel like if she gets a couple of more movie roles and really gets to yeah participate and practice and then sharpen her movie chops, I feel like she'll she'll be a fine actress. Let's make her. That's how I feel with it. Let's make her storm. Make her storm. You know what? <laughs> I see some of those pictures with her, and that's probably not a bad idea. She was. Hey, man. I'm. She's younger than me. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, she can do. Like I said, um, when you watch Queen and Slim, you'll see like, oh man, she's like really good. And yeah. Then you'll, that's you're, that's like, part of the man. thing. That, that's part of the thing. I also feel like I, where she's sort of going to like the more unemotional, like military style. That maybe that's part of the issue that I have with her. On the end of this movie, so maybe if I see something like Queen and Slim, where she gets to play a different character, it might work better. But yeah, I, I get you. Could see that. I I would like to see that. That would be interesting. I feel like. What are some nit- anyways? What are some nitpicks, Jordan? Uh, I feel I don't. You know what? I don't want to give any more nitpicks because I feel like I've been the one nitpicking to death this movie right now. Well, man, I was hoping maybe there was some gun stuff or some explosion effects that you were like, nah, it wouldn't okay, be like you that. Mean like that. 
the guns for the most part um, didn't bother me too much. The only one that really did was right the one of the big uh, the first shots where he's underwater and shoots or one of the guys shoots somebody underwater yeah. and I'm like that's not really ha- what would happen with the bullet if you did that. If you did that in real life, it, the bullet would have just like shredded and like he might have got hit by the dude might have gotten hit by some shrapnel from the bullet. Uh, that was the thing. That was the underwater thing that bugged you. Not the opening the car door at the bottom of a lake. Well, isn't well? well he, hmm. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Nitpicks with the the gun plates and stuff like that. Yeah, no, but he opened <laughs> like so. Remember when he ran that um, his SUV into the river and they got to the bottom? Yeah, Jody yeah. Turner came down and opened the door. No, but they, they did what it was supposed to. When it fills up with water, then you open it up. You have to wait until the car fills up yeah. with water before you can open it up. That's what I thought, too. Because that equals out the pressure. So that was fine, actually. Yeah, if there's no I water in the car. Sit there for a bit. If there's no water in the car. Because if there's still air in the car, the, there's the difference in pressure. But once the car there fills up with water. There was air in the car. No, there wasn't. He was so underwater. Was he was gone by the time they uh, It was all water. He was oh. chilling there, basically meditating. Until the guy with the scuba gear came in. Oh, I thought there was still air in the car when he opened it. That's why I was like, wait, what is this? I was waiting. There's air in that car. They, they yeah. actually did a good job where he had to chill there and wait for the car to fill up with water. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> I'm dumb. I didn't realize were, the, the car was equally pressurized. We're going to nitpick it there anyway. There was still air in there when she came down and opened it up. And I was like, wait, what? All right, let's move on to the Rotten Tomatoes game. Let's go. Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. All right, I muted y'all because sometimes y'all talk during that. Um, Unmute yourselves real quick for me. It won't let me unmute you now. Oh no! There we All go. Right, okay. We go. Um, waiting on Jared to unmute him. So there we go. Sorry. All right. So let's pull up the uh, the old notes here. Let's see who's winning. And it looks like Jared is winning eighteen to thirteen, which I think Jared won last week. So Yorton, take a stab at it, man. What does this movie get? And tell me why. This is this is gonna be hard. I I'm going to go a bit on the low side, uh, just because I feel like. Generic action movies typically don't do well with critics. And so I'm also going to use the number where I have no idea. I'm going to go low. So I'm doing the 42. <laughs> going with that one. All right. 42. <laughs> all right. You're, you know what? It kind of makes sense. But all right. Never mind. I'll, I'll talk later. I don't want to like, give anything away. Jared, what'd you get? Um, I'm going to give it a shit. I don't even know. Um, 50 question mark? I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm being honest. I really just don't know it's what to hard. Give this movie. Because <laughs> it's so generic, but it's also not bad. No, it's fun. <laughs> so that's the thing. Also like, I, don't, I don't know what else to do. It's, it's generic, but it's like not off. What's the number? He said 50. Oh, I guess I unmuted it or something. I didn't hear it. So 50? Okay. 50 is the number. All right. Okay. One of you 
is two points away from the actual score. So you both <laughs> have the right instinct here. The score is a 44 on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. You know what's crazy? The audio go. score is 39, which I don't get. That means there's audiences who like Transformers 4 more than this one or something. Like I just don't get it. Um, the consensus is, despite a commanding performance from Michael B. Jordan, Without Remorse fails to escape its outdated patriotic tropes and forced franchise place, tes- or place settings. I kind of agree. Um, here's a funny thing. So here's the top good review and the top rotten review. The good news is that Without Remorse is pretty great when it comes to the action, and there's a lot of it. Can't argue that, right? And this is something <laughs> that Jared will like because we talked about this. The The top one I see for a bad review of the Rotten is, it made me think, I should just be playing the video game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know what? Both of these reviews, I think, sum up this podcast yep. here. <laughs> oh, man. Um, who is Coleman Domingo? Because this person in this review says not using him enough was a sin. Like, damn. Okay. Anyways, um, where are my notes? All right. So, Yorton won this week. Congratulations, Yorton. Four four points off. All right. um, Box office. I mean, what the hell are we talking about here? Um, There was no box office. It was on Amazon Prime, but it did have a budget of... It's not really sure. They didn't release that information, but it... Is estimated to have a sixty to sixty-five million dollar budget. Um, would you recommend this movie, Yorton? I'm just like if you if you're looking for something, just pass the time away. Sure, uh, I wouldn't go like, oh, you need to see this movie. So I, I'm not going to give it a recommendation. But if someone asks about it, I'll be like, it's a fine movie. That's what I'm going with on it. Jared? Uh, same as Jordan. Just like, hey, if you just want to pass the time and watch a basic action movie, go ahead. But otherwise, like, not not really. You know, if the sequel is really awesome, then I recommend this movie. <laughs> you know? It's like, no, you got to go back and see how it started. Um, but I'm worried that, like, if I recommend this movie and they're like, well, it was all right. And then the second one sucks. Then I just set, I set up people for failure. Um I say if you're a Tom Clancy fan, like you like the Jack Ryan stuff, go ahead and watch it. Um, obviously, I guess we're not going to put this on our Hall of Fame, correct? <laughs> I think that's fair. I just want to make there. sure. Uh, all right, we're, we're moving on to Halloween movies. It's uh, spooky season, y'all. Jared, you get the first pick. So, y'all, we are in my favorite time of the year. It's a great so. time to be alive. At this time we are recording, not at the time you guys are going to listen, but at the time we are recording, I am actually in when you listen. I'll be in 31 Nights of Terror Part 2. So last, um, you know, October, I watched 31 horror movies in 31 days. And so this year I'm doing the same. So I've already watched 10 movies in 10 days. Holy shit. Shout out Jared on that. Um, you can't shout yourself out. Movies. That's not how that works. Uh, I'm shouting myself out. 
And of course, the movie we just recorded. So I've watched eleven movies. Hey, so far, Jared, you got to stay on the podcast after this. We got to record our, our horror movie podcast. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to sit here and tell you guys this, you motherfuckers. Now that you are listening, I love you all. No, he's talking to the audience except, here, except for Phil. I don't love him. Um, fuck Phil. <laughs> um, but number one, I love everyone else. Number two, fuck Jordan, fuck Ray, because guess what? The best movie we have watched on this podcast is not in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if it's the best, but it was a really good movie. No, it's the best movie we've seen. Um, Hard no. So, this one we're going to watch is the follow-up to that movie. I say follow-up. It's the director Ari Aster's second film that he directed, which is Midsummer. Oh, I, and it's a fantastic movie. I saw part of this, and it was pretty good. It's a fantastic movie. Not as good as Hereditary, <laughs> but it's really good. Jared, um, this movie, this movie right here, like Florence Pugh is everywhere right now. This was like when she stepped on the scene. This was her scene-stepping movie. Was excuse me, which is the new Black Widow, Florence Pugh. So um, I think it's gonna be a really great movie that we definitely have to watch. Jared, I just want to I just want to tell you that like like me and Jordan, we love you and we support you and we're here for you. But you just have to understand that this podcast, the Hall of Fame, is based on rewatchability. So if this movie has the same vibe as his last movie, you cannot be upset. It may be one of the best movies we've seen, but it's not something we want to revisit again over and over. You have to accept oh, that right now. Oh, this movie definitely isn't. Huh? Um, so, like, you guys shot down Hereditary. Like, this movie... Um, we liked Hereditary. Is, 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 is no. You, you won't go back and rewatch it. That's why I can't wait till we record over it to hear you guys' reaction. Yeah, I was like, I never said I didn't like it. I said I liked the Hereditary. He's I so just didn't put it in the Hall of Fame. He's so hurt. Like, we like that movie, man. We just don't want to watch it as many times as you. Um, all right. Sorry. I'm excited for this because this is a cult movie, and I like cult. Not like a cult movie, but it's a movie about cults, kind of. Um, and I like that. I like stuff with cults. It's fascinating. Cool. Um, all right, y'all. That's it. Thank you for listening to Without Remorse. Michael B. Jordan forever. Um, see you next time.